everyone, welcome to Shalanda Says, where we answer questions on all sorts of topics ranging from relationships to career growth. Join us as we answer listener questions and interview various experts in their field. Want a question answered? Send it to Shalanda at TuxWilderGuidance.com. That's Shalanda at TuxWilderGuidance.com. Now here's your hostess and proclaimed queen of time management and goal setting, Shalanda. Today we have Mark Miller, the founder of Career Pivots, which helps those in the second half of life design careers that they can grow into for the next 30 years. Mark authored the book, Repurpose Your Career, a practical guide for the second half of life, which was published in April of 2017. The third edition of the book is due out in September of 2019. Mark is also the podcast host of the award-winning Repurpose Your Career podcast. You can learn more about Mark, Career Pivot, and the Repurpose Your Career podcast by visiting thecareerpivot.com. How are you, Mark? I am just wonderful. (laughs) Thank you for having me on the podcast. Yeah, and I thank you for your time. I really do appreciate you spending some time with me today to talk about careers. But today we are talking about people who are in, I guess, what some would call the latter half of their career in the military. We use the term the twilight career. But can you start off by telling us about your background? Sure. Um, I am a recovering engineer. Yes, there's a 12-step program for that. I I started my career working for IBM. I spent 22 years there. I joke, I wandered around a lot. Uh, I was all in Austin, Texas, but I had about four different careers while in there. I left there in uh, 2000, back in 99, they screwed me in my pension and I gave them the single finger salute, which people didn't do to IBM and went to work for a successful tech startup. And I was, we were acquired. And then on July 11th of 2002, I uh, was riding with my bicycle club and I was on a bicycle, not a motorbike. And I came down a hill, turned into a blind turn. And there was a Toyota Corolla going the other direction about the same speed. So our, we hit head on and our combined speeds exceeded 50 miles an hour. Wow. And say the least, I lived. Uh, I spent five days in the trauma center. Uh, I tore up a knee. I broke a hip. I dislocated a shoulder, broke a bunch of ribs, broke the clavicle, had imprints of the pads, the helmet in my head. But I had no internal injuries and no brain injuries I'm willing to admit to. Okay. (laughs) And uh, they had me walking on crutches in three days. I was back on a bike in 10 weeks, uh, flying back to China in four months. And, oh, by the way, I flew right smack into the middle of the SARS epidemic in Guangdong province, the bird flu epidemic. And that was what I refer to as my WTF moment. Why am I still doing this? Mm. I was in my mid to late 40s. Our son was heading off to college. I... um, we didn't get rich at that first tech startup, but we got debt free. We paid off the house and finishing, finished paying for our son's college education. So I went off and taught high school math for two years. 
that is one of my great experiences. And I'll talk about my MSU or make stuff up experience. Uh, I was highly successful. I taught algebra one, algebra two at an inner city high school, and I couldn't do that and stay healthy. So I took some time off and I then did a year stint doing uh, corporate development for the Jewish Community Association of Austin. Uh, one of the things I learned from that is I can't work for a nonprofit. It's they way too slow, way too, uh, it drove me nuts. And by the way, being a non-Jew, being the face of a Jewish organization is interesting. When I came out of there, I got involved with a job club, uh, Launchpad Job Club, which is the largest job club in Central Texas, been around since 2001. I served on the board for a dozen years there. But what I saw was here in 2006, 2007, I saw all these people being spit out by the major corporations hmm. who were my age, in their late 40s, 50s. And I'm saying, wow, who's, who are these people? And most of them had worked for the same company for 20 plus years. And uh, put it bluntly, they were all, you know, they were deers, deer in the headlights. Hmm. Well, I I got a uh, I got picked up uh, by another startup in December of 2007. If you can't tell, I had brilliant timing. Um, I started with a tech startup in January of 2000, and then December. So I wrote out both recessions at successful tech startups. Well, in 2009, I'm watching our Friday meetings. And they're growing to 400 people at a time in the depth of the recession. And they're all people, people who look like me in their 50s. Mm. And I started looking around, well, who's writing books and doing stuff about careers for baby boomers? And the answer was, no one. We're all going to go retire. Mm. The reality is most of us don't have enough money to retire. Right. In fact, 80% of the folks in, in the baby boom generation will not retire as planned. So I, that's when this, the, uh, essentially the seeds were planted for career pivot. I left there in 2011. And with the whole idea is, again, I said, I'm a recovering engineer. I do systems. I, and when I made this transition, it was my seventh career change. Some people say I can't hold a job, but um, <laughs> it's, and I said, okay, how can I, I'm in a unique position. Financially, we're in good shape. I probably need to make some money. Mm -hmm. so how can I take my desire to help these people and create a system that, um, that essentially helps people essentially into the second half of life, maintain an income and, and maintain their careers, particularly in a world that uh, I like to say is nothing is staying the same anymore. Yeah. Right. We, I, one of my mantras is I was raised to be an employee, to go work for a father like company that would take care of me. And after 30 or 40 years, I would walk off into the sunset and retire with a pension. Mm they moved my cheese three quarters of the way through. Wow. So we all have to change our perspective and 
and change the way we view the world. So does that give you a good idea where I'm coming from? (laughs) Yes, sir. Yeah. Now, what advice do you have for people who are in the second half of life or in the second half of their career and they are job seeking? What advice do you have for them? Okay. The thing you have to remember, we live in a world that is very much oriented towards the young. The advantage that we have is our relationships. So if you think you're going to get on a job board and apply and apply and apply, you're quickly going to find that is going to do you no good. Right. I I was just interviewed on um, the iRelaunch podcast. And one of the things I talked about was, you know, when real estate folks talk about the three things you need about real estate, it's, you know, location, location, location. In our case, it's relationships, relationships, relationships. And most of us who've been in the job market for 30 and 40 years can go back and look and say, you know, my best jobs came when someone referred me in, mm-hmm. when someone says, hey, and pulled me in. Right. Okay. You have to focus on that. And you have to focus on both your current network and your future network. And one of the things that um, I'm, I'm, I've started doing a number of blog posts and other things about ageism, and one of the things that we very much find we do in today's world, and we all do this, we age segregate ourselves. We tend to hang around people who are usually around the same position in life, uh, age, position in their career as we are. Right. Well, by the way, the millennials, the millennial generation is going to take over the world. Not everybody in our 60s likes that, <laughs> but they are. And so one of the things I find is we don't network with them. So, in fact, I, had, I did a talk here recently on, on ageism, and I had a gentleman come up to me afterwards and says, yeah, I, I volunteered for the Beto O'Rourke for Senate campaign. By the way, we were down in Texas. And he says, wow, was that an experience. He was around all these, you know, intelligent, um, motivated millennials. Mm -hmm. And he got an education in the fact that these were really nice people. Yeah, right. Right? (laughs) Uh, And he suddenly, you have to adjust and relate. So it's all about your network. And by the way, if I'm going to give you two, two examples. Um, one of the things I talk about in my book, this next, next edition, is I have a chapter on weak ties. Mm-hmm. And weak ties are people who, you know, you don't know very well. You may have worked with them 10, 15, 20 years ago. They're, they're kind of um, peripheral connections. And by the way, there's a, the term weak ties comes from a 1973 Stanford study called uh, by Mark Granovetter. And he says, those people are more valuable to you than the people who you know really well. Because the people you know really well know the same people you do. So when I went off to teach high school math, my most valuable connector was my chiropractor. Really? 
you betcha. She knew all kinds of people. And she, I had been with her for 20 years. She'd been through two major calamities with me, including my bike accident. She knew lots of people. So think about your accountant, your lawyer, mm-hmm. your, your hairdresser, your barber. They know people you don't know. Right. If you have kids in schools, if you have kids in school, one of your most valuable connections may very well be your kids, friends, parents. Mm. Think about that. Mm -hmm. They may very well know people you have not a connection with, yet you have some kind of connection with them through your kids. Yeah. And that's what people don't think about. And one of the challenges we have as those of us who get into our 60s, and I'm 63 now, mm-hmm. is the fact that sometimes our network ages out, mm-hmm. i.e. the people who pulled us along in the past may have retired, they may no longer be in a position of influence, or they may be dead. Uh, and so that's the kind of, you, you have to take a very relational approach around how you're going to maintain and keep on growing your career. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Shalanda Says. Tune in next week because we are going to be giving you more incredible career advice. In the meantime, send your questions to shalanda at tookswilderguidance.com Don't forget to subscribe and share. And as always, have a productive day.